G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Tuesday does roll around quickly. Our opportunity to check on breaking news headlines as they're coming out of the nation of Israel and more broadly throughout the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again overnight. Back with us. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's start with a report that's come from Microsoft. And they've said and announced that Iran hacked U.S. and Israeli defence tech companies. What's this headline about? Yeah, more than 250 Microsoft accounts linked to the U.S., EU and the Israeli government were hacked into. The hacking likely supports the national interest of the Islamic Republic of Iran, Microsoft Intelligence Agency said. The companies hacked included defence companies that support U.S., EU and Israeli government partners producing military-grade radars, drone technology, satellite systems and emergency response communication systems. Microsoft assessed that Iran's targeting of these defense tech companies supports Iranian government tracking of adversary security services and maritime shipping in the Middle East. This is a developing story and one to keep an eye on. Speaking of tech companies, Israel is eyeing off making Facebook legally liable for content on its platform. What's this one about? Yeah, one uh, legislation that I think is way overdue all around the world. A team of government-appointed Israeli experts are expected to examine far-reaching measures to rein in global social media companies and may seek to hold Facebook legally accountable for posts on its platform. The team, currently being selected by Communications Minister Hendel, could seek to compel Facebook to reveal its policies on censorship, banning, and how posts are placed in its algorithm. Currently, when content or users are removed from the platform, Facebook does not have to provide details explaining the move. The proposed measures also include having social media giants become liable for incitement or libel posted on their platforms, which would be practically unprecedented worldwide. And I think that sort of discussion is going on here in Australia too, around the big tech companies uh, that are platforms for social media, because we might think of social media as a nice, friendly form of communication, but they're like big media companies these days. Hey, Ron, laying a wreath at the Yad Vashem Holocaust Museum, the German Chancellor Angela Merkel says the museum is both a reminder and a warning. How does the headline look? She urged a concentrated attack on all anti-Semitism. Every visit to Yad Vashem touches me at the core, she said, according to a translation by the museum. The crimes against the Jewish people that are documented here are a perpetual reminder of the responsibility we Germans bear, and it's a warning. 
The Jewish life has again found a home in Germany after the crimes against humanity that were the Shoah is an immense expression of trust of which we're grateful. This trust compels us to stand up with determination against anti-Semitism, hatred every day. The German Chancellor's visit to the museum, her sixth since taking office, was part of her farewell trip to the Jewish state near the end of her 16-year term. At a later meeting with Prime Minister Bennett, Merkel said Iran's uranium enrichment has made the topic into an urgent matter. The nuclear agreement is not ideal, but we're now in a difficult situation because the Iranians are not entering talks and are continuing to enrich uranium. Without an agreement, we'll be in a worse situation, she said. At the conclusion of her visit, Angela Merkel said the relationship between Germany and Israel today is a miracle. Ron, let's move to a headline that an Israeli court has reversed a ruling that allowed Jews quiet prayer on the Temple Mount. Uh, Give us an insight here. A court decision to lift a ban on Jews praying on the Temple Mount was overturned on Friday by the Jerusalem District Court with the Public Security Minister warning that unilateral steps at the sensitive religious site could rekindle violence. The earlier ruling by the Jerusalem Magistrates' Court concerning a Jewish man, Ari Lipo, who was barred from the Temple Mount for 15 days after the police caught him quietly praying there. The court rescinded the ban, ruling that the man, like many others, prays on a daily basis on the Temple Mount. Under an official understanding, Jews are allowed to visit but not pray on the Mount, which is known to Muslims as the Haram al-Sharif, or the Noble Sanctuary. Although the police enforced this, recent months have seen a loosening of the status quo, with more Jews praying in the compound individually and even in groups. Noting that Lifu prayed quietly and privately, the magistrate's court said that this activity by itself is not enough to violate the police instructions. But Public Security Minister Omer Barliv backed the appeal, stating that a change in the status quo will endanger public security and could cause a flare-up. I should have been arrested up there years ago. (laughs) You praying too loud. Uh, Don't don't let the Pentecostals loose there on the mount. More than one. (laughs) Hey, Ron, on an encouraging note, Israel's immigration numbers are high this year despite the COVID pandemic. The Hebrew word for immigrating to Israel is aliyah, literally means going up to Jerusalem. This week, as the country marks Yom Haliyah, which is tomorrow, there's double cause for celebration. The number of immigrants has increased by 31% compared to last year, with some 20,360 arriving so far in 21, compared to the same period last year. Data on immigration was released this week by the Aliyah and Integration Minister, and the Jewish agency ahead of Yom Haliyah, a national holiday that celebrates immigrants to Israel from all over the world. Although Aliyah will be likely to be lower than the level reached in 2019, the last full year before the COVID-19 pandemic, when some 34,000 new immigrants arrived, the way the numbers have bounced back is impressive. Well, movement everywhere around the world and it looks like here in Australia not too far away either. Great getting your insights as always. Ron Ross, thanks so much for today's update. Thank you, Neil. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.